My name is Jari Bolander. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ethos Podcast. On this podcast, we're going to take a deep dive into the traits, values, beliefs, and skills of all sorts of entrepreneurs to learn how to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient world. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. I recently did a podcast market fit survey to see what folks thought of the podcast. I have done this sort of thing before with the old podcast I was on, the Story Grid Editor Roundtable. The idea for the podcast market fit survey came from the email tool Superhuman and the excellent article their CEO, Rahul Vora, wrote about how Superhuman built an engine to find product market fit. It's well worth the read if you're like me and trying to figure out how to scale products or services or make your podcast better. Rahul learned the method from Sean Ellis who now has a site dedicated to product market fit. So go check that out. With that background, here is what I learned from the product market fit survey I just did. The only question that matters. At the heart of the podcast market fit survey is the first question. This also happens to be the heart of the product market fit survey. How would you feel if you could no longer listen to the Entrepreneur Ethos podcast? At first, this seems a bit odd or off-putting, but it's at the heart of what you want to achieve, having people avoid what's called loss aversion. That's a really strong um, feeling and motivation. The three choices for this question are very disappointed, somewhat disappointed, or not disappointed. Framed this way, we trigger a strong emotion of loss which is a lot stronger than gain of an equal magnitude, as I said before. What we want is a strong reaction so that we get a good signal. If we just ask the question the other way, as in, how do you feel when you listen to the Entrepreneur Ethos podcast, we would probably get a pretty different answer. The importance of sample size and sample type. One of the challenges with podcasting is you don't have a direct connection to those that listen. Unlike a product or service you sell to someone, this makes it a bit of a challenge to get your listeners to figure out what they know, right? How I got around this problem is to survey those that actually signed up for my newsletter, friends that I know listen to the podcast, and the guests themselves. The total size of that list right now is 117, which is much less than those that listen, but gives me a good starting point for this initial, initial survey because I'll do other surveys later on. The thing with statistics, it is that it's highly dependent on the population you're trying to sample from and the actual sample size of said population. The best approach to sample size is to use the calculator to determine um, what you need, right? And I did this first in that podcast market fit survey I did for the story uh, grid uh, editor roundtable, right? For surveys like podcast market fit or even product market fit, you don't need like this high amount of precision as you'll read in all these online posts. You'll see this 95% confidence in interval with a 1% error or whatever. You know, as an example, 
If you go use the online sample calculator, there's a link in, in the show notes, with the defaults for the 110 folks that I sent the survey to, I would need 90 <laughs> responses to get a, conf- a 95% confidence that my results are right, are within 5% margin of error. And frankly, I'm not going to get 90 results. If I did, that'd be great, but that's not going to happen, right? Instead, it's important to think about both the confidence interval and the margin of error for something like this. In reality, I don't need, right, a high confidence or a low margin of error, right? What I really want is just some indication that I'm on the right track, right? I can have a lot of variability in that. So if you replace the 5% margin of error for, let's say, 25% margin of error, actually, you know, the real value would be within plus or minus 25%, then it says you only need 14 responses, right? That same calculator page above that I got the link to will also let you calculate your margin of error given the population size and the sample size and your confidence interval, right? So I actually received 19 total responses out of 117 folks that I sent the survey to. This gives me about a 16.2% response rate, which was my goal, right? Given the minimum needed to be 14, you know, right? Based on the calculations above. If I calculate the error from that number of samples I got, it turns out to be 20.5%, which means that the quote unquote real answers will be within plus or minus 20.5%, right? at a 95% confidence interval, which is pretty high confidence interval, right? It can also go the other way. Let's say I wanted to be 80% confident in my answer. With the same sample size and the same population, right, I would be get a a margin of error of 13.2%, right? So these kind of play off each other. Now, if you're trying to predict the outcome of an election or whether or not your cancer treatment will work, obviously this is a horrible error. But if you want to get some feedback on how to make your podcast better or your product better, I mean, this is actually pretty good. And well, it's at least it's good enough for me, right? Of course, the more data you have, the better, I mean, to a point. But knowing these numbers makes it a lot easier to judge, right, what the data is telling you. And I think this is important. You can make some decent decisions if you see a lot of signal for certain things, right? So what I learned. The number of very disappointed if the podcast went away, they answered 26%, which is below the 37% number for what I would think would be podcast market fit. Now, that 37% number is basically called the optimum stopping percentage or based on the optimum stopping theorem, which I won't really get into details, but I will say it has something to do with when you stop exploring and quote unquote start exploiting or using the information you have, right, to make decisions. And I put a link in the show notes to uh, uh, what you can read about the optimum stopping theorem. Well, you know, I'm a bit disheartened <laughs> by the results. But the other thing that I put in there um, is that if people wanted to share the show, and I'm pretty happy that I actually got an 8.6 out of 10 that they would share it with a friend. Now, that's a pretty good sign, right? Along with the 63.2% that said they would be somewhat disappointed in the responses, right? So this tells me a couple of things. One, I am not there yet. People still are trying to find the show and fi- figure out what it's at. But this tells me that i am got a lot of room to grow. I'm, 
I'm on the right path, right? And that's important, right? If this was completely abysmal and or other numbers, I'd be like, ah, what's the point of all this? But but I'm going to obviously keep on going. So some of the important things I learned from the survey include provide some ways to take action or apply what was learned, have more informative titles, right? Tell people ahead of time who the guests are so they can ask questions, ask harder questions, get better guests. And another one was create a learning group. Now, I did a full write-up of this over at the story funnel. That's the other story thing I'm working on. So you can check the whole thing out. I I have a link in the show notes. This is just a summary, right? So what am I going to do with what I learned, right? That's the most important thing. You know, someone actually, you know, in the a lot of people in the um, survey said, hey, how do I take action on this, right? Well, this is how I'm going to take action. So now that I have some feedback on the podcast, now what am I going to do, right? I have to say that it can sometimes be here hard, sorry, hard to hear honest feedback, especially, especially, excuse me, on something that you've worked so hard on, right? I've told you guys this before. I work pretty hard on this, right? I must admit, took a few days for me to absorb it all and then kind of to figure out what to do. And a lot of times this is hard, right? Feedback is always tough, especially feedback that you were like, oh, you got to do better, right? But this is all part of the process, right? As entrepreneurs, we do need to have good feedback from people we trust, right? The good news is that I have some great ideas on which to try out, some of which I've already started to do, like give some actionable insights of what I learned during the interview, right? Before I'd say, I think you guys have heard that, hey, I'm doing something new. This is based directly on your feedback. And then the other thing is, is I'm starting to now do the first question and the last question are exactly the same. I'm going to experiment with quote unquote, asking harder questions, which I need to know a little bit more about, but you know, you got to start somewhere. So as for some of the other suggestions, I'm looking into those because they're going to require a lot more effort and coordination. Um, But I do, you know, I am looking into that. So thanks for listening and helping the show get better. Thanks to everyone who took the survey. I really appreciate it. It was great to hear what you think. I hope you continue to listen to the show and follow along as I make it better and better. So thanks again. Really appreciate all your time and effort on this. It does mean a lot to me. I learned a lot and will continue to learn a lot. Um, And yeah, thanks again for listening. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur Ethos Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did creating it. My hope is that you learn something that can make you a little bit better. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do share it with friends and review it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also join my email list by visiting theentrepreneurethos.com to get my thoughts on what I'm doing to get better, as well as what I'm working on. You can also pick up my book, The Entrepreneur Ethos, if you want to learn the traits, values, and beliefs that I think we need to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient entrepreneur and frankly, world community. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at The Daily MBA and let me know if you have any questions or recommendations for a guest you'd like me to talk to. Also, drop me a note if you try anything we talked about on this or any other episode. I'd love to hear what's working for you. Until next time, keep getting better.